the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. It is Friday, October 30th, the eve before Halloween. We should have a Halloween Eve. I don't know. We just need more holidays. We need more time to party and have fun and relax and de-stress because we got lots going on in our lives. Goal of the show is to get you to retirement on Fridays. The goal of the show is to get you to the weekend, to do a little bit on the economy, to do a little bit on investing, to do a little bit on personal finance. On occasion, I'll blend in other topics as well. But ultimately, I always want to teach you about business. I think our government and our school system did a massive failure. Epic fail. Epic fail is when you take the skateboard down a ramp and you plant your face on the cement and break an arm in the process. Our government did an epic fail. They took us down the ramp, they educated us, and they forgot to teach us about finance. That's the goal of the show. I'm stunned. The listeners on the show range from 20 to 80. Who would ever have thought? My ideal listener is someone who's in their 20s or 30s. Because the people who are in their 40s and 50s have basically already committed to their destiny of finances. They don't have a lot of options. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. To get your calls on the air. If you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob, R-O-B, at B-L-A-C-K, rob at R-O-B-B-L-A-C-K.com. Anything that's on your mind. I can tell you, see, I like to do the Wizard of Oz. Remember the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy went to Oz City and she met with the wizard for the first time and he was behind the curtains? And she actually got to see how he was operating. He was just a normal man and he controlled a whole empire. He controlled the munchkins. He controlled the whole empire of Oz. Uh, basically behind curtains. Yesterday I met with Cron Management. And crowd management wants me to, they want me to do my radio show on TV. It's pretty compelling. I do a better radio show than I do a TV show, but I do an okay TV show, but they want me to be more edgy on television. But it's interesting because at the same time, they go, we want more phone calls, but we want more edge, but, hmm. So it's kind of a damnation game, right? I don't know if you, you know, sympathize with me, but I sympathize with you. Having a boss sucks. So we got some ideas that we're working up, though. We're going to add some uh, studio video. Right now, you can take a look at Heidi while she's producing the show. Let's see if we can actually see her at this point in time. Uh, I think she's dressed up as Carrie today. Did she actually dress up, or did you not? No, I guess she didn't dress up. She was supposed to dress up. It's bring your dog to, to work day, and uh, it's supposed to be like a big halloween theme thing here. But Anyway, if you go to Talk910.com, Talk910.com, you can see Heidi. She's dressed up as Carrie, the 1970s horror movie girl, princess, prom queen. She's got pig blood all over her. So go to talk910.com, talk910.com. Now, no Michael Jackson for Christmas. I'm upset by this. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. 
Sony wanted to release the Michael Jackson movie This Is It onto DVD. Come on, you got to admit it would have been a great gag gift. Even if you loved them, it's a good gift. If you hated them, it's a good gag gift. They're concerned about the shrinking windows between theatrical and DVD releases. The movie theater companies, you know, if you and me uh, came up with this great idea and we say, hey, let's open up a, a grand theater and it's gonna, we're going to paint it like Egyptian mummies and, and, and pyramids on the inside and it'll be very cool and people will want to come to the movies again. Well, movie theaters get kind of mad at the movie distributors when there's no time for people to go see the movies. Or maybe it's almost, wait a couple months and it'll be out on DVD. So Sony's getting kind of screamed at by the movie theater companies saying, hey, hey, back off. We, 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 too much, too fast, too soon. So trying to slow down the release schedule. Now, you too recently did a concert on YouTube. And this was a huge hit. Huge hit. Now, again, YouTube, you get it. You get to see the epic fail videos. You get to see the movie releases. You get to see previews. I mean, as a kid, remember going to the movie theater and how much you loved previews? Previews were almost as good as the movie themselves. So you'd have the, the big studio voice preview guy coming this fall. And it always got you ramped up and juiced up, and it was, it was kind of fun. But anyway, that's what kind of YouTube's been used for. It's been delegated to. You can watch some music videos. I'm going to go see Regina Spector tonight, for instance. Uh, if you go to YouTube right now and, and download her or just even watch. See how, see how old school am I? You can stream. Instead of download, you can stream Regina Spector and uh, Fidelity, one of the, the, the cooler videos out there, for instance. Uh, a lot of black, a lot of white, a lot of red in the video. And I think it was well done. But anyway, uh, neither here nor there. So YouTube, they're trying to figure out how to monetize it. And you know, Hulu, they figured out a pretty good way to get you to watch television shows online for free. And they throw in a commercial every 15 minutes. And you can't skip the commercial. YouTube really hasn't had that much success at monetizing. They're getting better, and they're getting better, and they're getting better. But one of the things they need to make it is a destination. So YouTube had a big concert in Los Angeles recently. And ultimately, YouTube webcast, the U2. Is that too many U's? YouTube, U2? The YouTube concert was watched by nearly 10 million people. The video site's the largest streaming event ever. The Google-owned site said the concert was watched around the world. It was shown live from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Um, head of the music partnership with YouTube called it a big win for the site. Now, the full two-and-a-half-hour concert is available on YouTube. The rebroadcast video has been watched by more than 1.1 million viewers. So let's say you didn't have the money for the YouTube concert. Uh, U2 concert. Now I'm even tripping myself up. I hate this. So uh, U2 does a pretty good job. They make sure at least 10,000 seats are 30 bucks or less. But the top ticket for U2... 250 buckaroos, and that's face. Can you imagine getting that scalped? It's going to be 2000 3000 odd dollars. Anyway, um, 1.1 million people watched it, and I, I highly endorse you 2 and I think u is doing a good thing. They've stayed relevant with the digital age, or they're trying to stay relevant, even though their record sales are plummeting year over year over year. Uh, they're barely able to hit gold record status now, which is kind of stunning. So... 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Stocks soared yesterday to their biggest gain in more than three months. Better than expected GDP numbers. Technically, the recession ended yesterday. So, do you remember the Wizard of Oz? Ding dong, the witch is dead. The wicked witch, the mean old witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. The recession is over. So, it's ding dong, the recession's dead. The wicked recession. It's over. We can put it behind us. We can say, woo, I survived the 2008-2009 recession. Sort of. There's still a problem with jobs, and that's Americans. 
and Ain't That America, John Cougar Mellencamp. Can't you hear it in the background right now? Like, corporate America's out of the recession because of government spending. But it, America, America's not out of the recession. You know, the, the, the corn people, people who live in the, in the, the field. It's a Halloween reference. Anyway, um, not a good movie. Children of the Corn, people think that that's like, I just found it odd. It wasn't scary. It was just odd. It wasn't even creepy. It was just odd. But anyway, uh, recession technically over, so we're happy about that. Technically. But again, to real people, I don't think it is in any way, shape, or form. Exxon earnings yesterday we saw was down 68% weighed down by falling prices. Do we feel bad for Exxon? No. Again, in the energy complex, I still like oil over natural gas. I like coal over natural gas. And I really don't like alternative energy unless it's a story. And to me, there's just not enough earnings to bite into, to love, to chomp, to feel. So anyway, that's what we got. Chrysler is doing something today that I think all of us, when we were under the age of 30, said good idea. And all of us, when we're over the age of 30, say bad idea. Chrysler today, the ultimate television junkie. They've announced they've got the perfect Christmas gift. The Auburn Hills automaker is going to make live television with up to 20 channels and vehicles by the end of the year for $629 plus installation costs. Now, I, I, how do you feel about that? Live television. So you can move and you still get the TV signal. That's kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of odd. It's going to be called Flow TV Auto Entertainment. It's going to be delivered through a 7-inch DVD screen made by AudioVox. Chrysler's going to offer it through Mopar. Aftermarket unit in more than 100 metropolitan areas and along certain interstate highways. Service won't be available in a lot of rural areas. Now, the hardware includes a small antenna about the size of a computer mouse. It's going to be mounted on the vehicle's roof. Consumers who purchase the service will receive a one-year subscription for free, but would have to pay a monthly fee after that. Now, the monthly fee would probably be like $9 a month, but you'd be able to get 20 channels. Have you ever been on a flight like JetBlue and they offer the TV service? You're like, this is weird. Like, it's not quite, it just feels slightly odd when it's moving. And you don't get all the channels that you really, really want, even though it's satellite. You get CNBC, you get CBS, you get Comedy Central, you get Fox News, you get MSNBC, you get MTV, you get NBC, you get Tugo and Nickelodeon. Okay. I'm not going to judge parents who let their kids watch Nickelodeon in the car. All I'm going to say is you're a little bit on the lazy side. Now, I understand your kids are SpongeBob, SquarePants, hypnotic, just they're out of it, they're zoned, they're shutting up, they're not going, ma'am, are we there yet, ma'am, are we there yet, ma'am, are we there yet? But you're a little bit on the lazy side. There's things called singing to your kids. There's things called talking to your kids. I don't know. So, I know some parents mad at me at this point in time and they say, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. We actually had my family, uh, my brother Pete. Here's my brother. I got Clint. He's my oldest. I got Pete, second oldest. Dave, also known as Day Day. Mike, me, and then my little sister Susan. So there's six of us. We had a rule in our family that if there was two people in the car, you couldn't have the radio on. You could only have the radio on if it's just you. Because we tried to stimulate talk. We tried to, you know, push that. We had a rule in my family that on one night at the dinner table, you'd be pro-war. And the next night, you would have to be pro-peace. So my father really pushed debate in our family. And he really thought it was a good idea. Pro-life, pro-choice, pro-abortion. You had your angles. And you quickly learned to defend. And you quickly learned to flesh out the other side and understand it for whether it was good or bad. So I, I enjoyed my family. I think we were a little on the intellectual side. No, 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 no. I think we were a little bit on the push to succeed side. I think we all wanted to overachieve. 
Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. You want to talk World Series? We can talk World Series. Off to a strong start on Fox. Two very compelling games. That's what I like about the Yankees. They're never dull. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Typically talking all things financial. On Fridays, I get a little bit loosey-goosey. For instance, I'm going to be speaking with Dan Rusinowski in just about one hour from now. Talking about hockey and the Sharks. I'm a big hockey fan. Always have been, always will be. And I want to share some of my passions with you. Baseball's great. Football, I think, is a little overrated. It's just turned into this super violent, super athletic sport that... You kind of watch guys run around and pat each other on the butt and play for 15 seconds, then goof off for 40 seconds, and then play for 15 and goof off. Like To me, it's not not as compelling as it used to be. Anyway, Americans have gotten religion when it comes to managing their money. How did we get religion? We're trying to push, you know, becoming smarter, educated on financial issues. It took a disaster. It took a credit crisis. This time it did. A couple years ago, it took a dot-com bomb. Before that, it always takes a crisis. It always takes something dramatic for us to become more interested in money. And that's unfortunate. I think financial literacy amongst the young would be a wonderful thing. First thing and foremost, you know, some lessons that I could throw out there is know where your money goes. Do you have a clue where your money goes? Do you have a clue how much money you have in your bank right now or how much you have in your pocket? I love that website, mint.com. Mint.com, it shows you where your money goes. It's a visual representation of where your money goes. Simply track your expenses the old-fashioned way if you want with debit and credit card statements. Take a look at them. Typically what I do is I rip my statements up, shred them. Go straight to mint.com and see what I did. I try to perform a little bit of financial triage. What's that mean? Financial triage. I pay my bills in order of priority. First things first, I got to have a place to live, so I pay my mortgage. Then I got to have health care insurance. I pay that. Then I pay my high interest credit card debt. Then I pay that. Then I pay off the lowest balances. So highest balances first, lowest balances second. I aim to have enough in the bank to cover at least six months of expenses. My expenses ebb and flow. Your expenses ebb and flow. Another big lesson for the average Joe out there is save, save, save. I know it's not sexy. What's sexy is going to Regina Spectre tonight and throwing down $300 on dinner. Wooing your woman and making her go, ah. But it's not financially smart. First things first, you got to save, save, save. Automatically, every single paycheck, I have 15% taken out. Automatically. It's like religion to me. And then I can do whatever I want because at least I saved, saved, saved. As long as I don't run up the debt, debt, debt. So have money taken out right away. If you can do that, and again, when I was 18 years old, I set up with a bank to take 166 bucks a month out and put it into a mutual fund for me. Was I financially responsible? Was I a nerd? Yeah, absolutely. Did I get drunk and, and party and fool around like the best of them? Yeah, absolutely. But I did first things first. Again, I drank a lot of cheap beer because I couldn't afford good beer when I was in college. Pretty normal, pretty healthy. So, <laughs> sad to say. 
Oh, this is embarrassing. When I sit, you know, when I was first getting in beer, beer is an acquired taste. It is not something that goes on your lips and you go, ah, that's perfect. The first time you have it, it takes a little bit of getting the palate used to it. And then, then you really start to enjoy it. Eastern Duke wine coolers as a bridge. Isn't that embarrassing? It was a bridge. It was a bridge to my alcoholism. Bartles and James. <laughs> that's pathetic. If I had a wine cooler now, it'd probably make me vomit from all the sugar. Anyway, get a copy of your uh, credit report. It's really important to see your credit score and to get a, a basic idea on it. Pay your bills in full each month if you can. Um, if you can keep a balance of 30% on a credit card, that's a way to build good credit. It's complex and it's counterintuitive. How do you get a good credit score? Not paying off your credit card, but by servicing your credit card. These are basic things that if you do, you'll do well in life. Start plan- Start early. If money doubles every seven years, you can see the difference between $400,000 and $800,000 by starting in your 20s versus your 30s. There's a big difference between $400,000 and $800,000 or $800,000 1.6000000 Best thing an average Joe can do? An average Joe Cannon. What's a cannon? I'm a cannon. I'm Joe Cannon. <laughs> Those San Jose earthquake commercials. What's a Huckerbee? Next week you're on the show, you're going to find out what a Canon and a Huckerbee is. They're going to come in and uh, hang out with us, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Huckerbee is one of those guys who's been paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a game, a game that he loves, a game that kids love. And finally, he's going to retire from the game that he loves. And we're going to talk a little bit about retirement of a professional athlete. Anyway, sign up for your 401k plan. Best thing any one of us could do right now, sign up for 401k. You could be like Heidi and bring your dog to work. It's, it's stupid costume day for dogs. You can do that as long as you have a 401k gun. And if anyone wants to see Heidi's dog, you can jump onto the 910 blog, talk910.com, talk910.com, and you can see Heidi, who's one of my, my favorite people on the planet. She's top notch, but she brought her dog, and her dog is an ugly dog. Her dog could win the ugly dog contest that uh, they do every year. And somehow it's dressed up as a bee, but I don't get it. It just, to me, looks like it's wearing kind of like a, to me, it looks like a dog who's wearing lingerie. Talk910.com, talk910.com, and you can see the video uh, if you click on the big Rob Blackhead. Not the video, the live stream. See how unhip I am? So start a 401k. 401k is great. If a company doesn't match, do it. Yes. Know what you're getting into before buying a house. A lot of people overstretch to buy a house, and they end up in bankruptcy. The tragedy of the dot-coms era where people rushed in and bought a house, uh, and bought tech stocks, that was okay because they didn't go bankrupt. A lot of people rushed into homes and they're getting foreclosed on, and they're going bankrupt. So know that a house is a liability. Know that you should never put more than 40% of your paycheck into, your, into service in your mortgage. If you are, you're not setting yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not setting yourself up for victory because if something goes wrong, you don't have the cash flow to support it. So know that a house is a liability. Know that it's going to be at least five years before you make anything out of it because it costs 3% to buy, 3% to sell. It costs you know 1% in taxes per year. It costs money to put carpet in. It costs money to put electricity in. It costs money to fix anything that goes wrong. Be smart about paying for college. Another good piece of advice. The Rob Blacko advice. 529 plans are great. Let's say you squeeze out a baby. And now out comes a baby. Let's say you squeeze out a baby. and You know, you're a mother. And to a mother... The only thing she wants to do is, is be a good parent. 
her instincts kick in. She wants to save kids money for kids' college. What you really want to do is max out your own retirement because you'll figure out college costs later. But when you're 16 and you have no income, you won't be able to figure out how to, to, to have a nest egg. But let's say you do max out your 401k. Okay, you got it. You're good. You're good. You're good. You want to put some money in for your kid's college. What do you do? Go to debdebdeb.savingforcollege.com, savingforcollege.com. There's 529 plans. That's the best way to do it. I don't think you can really count on financial aid, but you're going to want to look at what's called FAFSA, free application for federal student aid. You can learn a little bit more about student aid by going to studentaid.ed.gov. And if your kids are within five years, you need to start doing this now. I'm going to college. I think you want to buy enough insurance at a good price. Life insurance, the best way to do it is buy term life. Typically what they say is don't buy whole life, don't buy variable life. I don't know one professional financial person on the planet that buys whole life or variable life. I know a lot of insurance people that sell average Joe's, that crap product. It's like that undercarriage coating stuff that you can get for cars. Who does that? Spend an extra $900 and put coating under your car. If you cared about it, build it that way in the first place, Ford. Anyway, so life insurance. You're supposed to get eight to ten times your annual income. That can change. You know, if, let's say you have a kid who's in a wheelchair. Maybe you need more. These special needs. So don't go out and, and think that is, you know, flat out right. Car insurance is super important. Shop frequently. You can go to insurance.com and you can shop frequently. There's a, a lot of levels. Car insurance becomes a commodity. I use Geico. I always like Geico. Also, I use USAA. I'll switch back and forth between the two. They're my two favorite companies. Homeowner's insurance. Oh, wait. With car insurance, make sure that you got enough money. You ding one Mercedes and it's $100,000, right? Got to be You got to have get enough coverage on your, your car insurance. It doesn't cost that much more. Homeowner's insurance, boost your deductible from two fifty to a thousand and pay small claims out of pocket to lower your payments by as much as twenty five percent. Change your homeowner's insurance every five years. You need to up it because the contractor, the guy who's got a big old butt crack in your neighborhood, the guy who comes and hammers things and fix things, he charges more every five years because his wood costs more and his nails cost more and his Mexican labor costs more. So you gotta up your your the value of your homeowner's insurance. And again, don't insure your, your land. If you have a million dollar home, you probably have $700,000 in land and $300,000 in home. Insure the $300,000. Don't be afraid of stocks. Stocks give you the best return on investment over time. The top three, number three, real estate. Number two, bonds. Bonds actually beat real estate over time. And number one, stocks. Stocks double real estate over a 10-year period, historically. Now, again, some drunk idiot fool out there will go, yeah, but with real estate, you can use leverage. With stocks, you can use leverage, too, if you want. It's just not a smart thing to do with either real estate or with stocks, unless you're going to be in the real estate a long period of time, which is five or more years. I like index funds the most for the average Joe. That's my 15-minute basic course on how to get wealthy. 800-345-5639. You get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. It's got that Friday feel. Where are the weirdos? Where are you? Where are you? 
call 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Bring on the stock questions. Bring on the economic questions. Bring on the money questions. Bring it on. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why did they got a front? What did we ever do to these guys that made them so violent? You know it's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. What are you doing for Halloween? I remember the 20s. I loved Halloween as a kid. Loved it as a kid because it had that fantasy angle to it, right? No doubt about it. Loved Halloween. One thing I could say is that um, loved it in my 20s, too. Absolutely loved it in my 20s. And then after that, it kind of becomes a holiday for the younger people or for kids. At that point in time, it starts to lose a little bit of its appeal unless you're a witch or a Wiccan or some sort of freak of society who has black fingernails. Um, But in your 20s, it's sexy. Going out to a bar and everyone's all drinking and liquored up and wearing skimpy revealing. And when did, when did Halloween become about women dressing up as sluts? Why is it the pirate winch? You know, when did Halloween turn that direction? When did it lose its angle on, uh, costume? One thing that I like to talk about is I try to humanize investing for you. What should you do with your cash right now? There's a research report out of Credit Suisse today that I read this morning that I was like, okay, I, I think I could interpolate that into good radio. Credit Suisse says that they should, you should ask the question right now on restaurants. If the economy's going to improve, eventually the consumer's going to improve. So there's a deleveraging here that's going to eventually happen, and it becomes clear that unit growth will not recover to prior levels for a lot of concept restaurants. So if they're going to slow their growth, that's actually a good thing. Companies like Cheesecake Factory, they grew too darn fast. And we just didn't have time and we didn't have the bandwidth for it. Now, there are some growth opportunities out there. And their growth is typically right now tied towards Asia. Can McDonald's get into Asia? Can McDonald's get into China? Can McDonald's get into India? Will they accept it? There's a company called Yum Brands. Now, do you know who Yum Brands is? I would imagine you do, but some people may not. Yum Brands is a group of restaurants, so it's ever so slightly different. There's also another one out there called Burger King, ticker symbol BKC. Yum Brands, ticker symbol YUM. McDonald's, ticker symbol MCD. One of the hidden investments inside of McDonald's is the real estate. As a company, they were buying land in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and the 90s. They're still buying land, so... There's a hidden investment there that a lot of people don't even concept and or, you know, conceptualize or visualize or uh, put into the company. There's some investors out there. You know how like Carl Icahn's considered um, an activist investor? He tries to get companies to show their true potential. Like he tried to get Yahoo to sell to Microsoft. Thought the company was worth more than just staying as Yahoo. He thought that they'd become micro Yahoo or micro who or whatever it would have been, Yahsoft, uh, that there would have been more value. Every now and then, activist investors will look at McDonald's and say, why don't you become a real estate investment trust and spin off the restaurant business? Because you got all this great land. And, you know, you can, you can make some good money off of it. So, anyway, it was, it's worth noting. So, um, as far as, there's another restaurant company out there called DRI. DRI. Company has cornered the uh, market on dining. They are basically seafood. Darden is number one casual seafood player out there in the United States. 
Um, they got Olive Garden. They got Red Lobster. Red Lobster. If you ever work at Red Lobster, they also call it Dead Lobster. Club Dead. There's all sorts of bad names for Red Lobster as well, you can imagine. So it's pretty low end, all things considered. But anyway, there's so many different restaurant concepts out there. And if you think the economy is going to improve, at some point in time, you have to think that restaurant stocks will improve as well. As we'll start saying, you know what, I'm not going to eat the ham and cheese sandwich for lunch anymore. I'm going to actually go out and spend some money at Starbucks. I'm actually going to go out and spend some money at McDonald's. I'm actually going to go out and spend some money. So Yum! Brands, I want to get back to them ever so quickly because so far they've been the winner in, in China. They've been the winner in Asia. Uh, they've got Kentucky Fried Chicken. They've got um, they've got pizza. So they've got um, Pizza Hut. They've got tacos. They've got Taco Bell. So they've got 13,000 Pizza Huts. They've got 15,000 Kentucky Fried Chickens. 5,800 Taco Bells. They've got Long John Silver. So they're a conglomerate. And again, they, can, they sponsor the Kentucky Derby. And something just wrong about a horse race being sponsored by a fast food restaurant or fast food, you know, I'm not going to call them restaurants because that's almost an insult to the concept of restaurant. Anyway, return on investments and valuations, ROI. Restaurants look pretty good right now. They've got pretty good valuations because we've looked at them and said, we don't want them when the consumer's frozen, when the consumer's hurt. Now, these companies have cash and they get what's called a return on investment capital, ROIC. The McDonald's and Yum's international exposure offers significant growth without, you know, massive dilution. Whereas Burger King and Darden's, they offer a little bit of accretion, but it's going to cost them a lot of money to go international. You could also own Jack in the Box stickers, so J-A-C-K. You could also own Checkers, which Checkers owns a couple concepts, one of them being Hardee's. Ticker symbol is C-K-R. So over the next 12 to 24 months, you should see shares of restaurants do a little bit better. Uh, but again, it depends on how much you believe the job market's coming back in or not. Now, why did I bring up India and Asia and China? Because India's prime minister, a guy named Singh, he came out today. His name is uh, Mahamahan. Mahamahan. I'm so sorry. If you're from India and I'm offending you, I'm so sorry. Mamahan. Mamahan Singh. He's the prime minister. He can't, He's the top political brass guy. He comes out today upbeat about his own country's economic prospects. He says there, he remains a little concerned right now that there's some twin threats of inflation and a basically budget deficit that's starting to, you know, get a little bit bigger. But he says we're, our country's going to grow at 9 to 10% in coming years. And Mr. Singh, who was elected for another five-year term in the, earlier this year, he's uh, told his associates that he would like several years of 10% growth to be part of his legacy. Primary challenge in the next decade is going to sustain high growth rates. Recovery is there, but the recovery is haltingly slow. Our journey will not be very easy, Mr. Mukuji predicts, uh, growing about 6 to 6.5%. So, okay, here's the kicker. United States, we just saw numbers yesterday that we're going to grow at 3.5%. The reason we're doing that in this quarter is because our government's spending trillions of dollars. They're making it up. They're not collecting it. It's not in the bank. Our government's going, hey, U.S. Mint, print us some money and we're going to spend it. That's why our economy is at 3.5%. Now, which would you rather have? An inflated economy at 3.5% or Slumdog Millionaire 10% growth in India? Dun, 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 dun. We should get the Slumdog Millionaire sounds. Because I talk about India all the time, and every time I do it, I, I put it in that, 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 that context of the movie Slumdog. You saw Slumdog Millionaire, right? I think the movie was a little bit overrated. It was a little bit overrated, uh, but it did show you that there's a mass amount of poverty. And halfway through the movie, he's got a job at a call center. 
main character has a job at a call center. Or I guess at the, the start of the movie, he's got a job at the call center because it's, it's told in a, a broken up time fashion where they're jumping forward and jumping back in different perspectives and things like that. But anyway, he's got a job at a call center. And it shows you that he goes from incredibly poor to job at call center. And what does he do when he has a job at the call center? He's got a watch on and he's got jeans on. And he's got freshly uh, uh, pressed shirts on, new shirts. And, you know, he goes out for food with his coworkers. He's a consumer. That's what we're looking for, consumers. Now, should the 65-year-old man who's listening to the show right now, should he go out and rush into India? No. He could be dead in the next five years before India has a chance to show itself. It's not for everyone. India is not for everyone, but for anyone who's under the age of 40, who's got a little bit of time on their side, who doesn't mind a little bit of volatility, you know what I'm going to do this tonight? I'm going to go out and have fun. I'm going to go out and dance and, and enjoy good food and, and enjoy good music. I'm not going to worry about my 401k. I'm not going to worry about my exposure to India. If you're worried about your exposure in the stock market, you should not be in India. 800 that's the phone number to get your calls in there. And let's give a little shout out to Heidi because um, last year, I think we were working at CBS at this time. Yeah, we were working at CBS at this time. And she was my morning producer over at CBS on 1550. We worked from 7 to 9. It was a miserable shift in the morning. Um, anyway, she brought fake bugs and she put them on my keyboard last year. And this year for Halloween, she, guess what she did? She brought fake bugs and put them on my keyboard again. I like that. Her attention to detail is fun, and fun is sexy, and sexy is cool, because we all should live like we're alive. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black, on the radio now, online, anytime. Talk910.com, podcasts. Twilight Zone, Rod Serling, American television classic, had a little bit of science fiction, a little bit of suspense, a little bit of horror, a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of macabre, a little bit of unexpected twist. I think we've all seen them, and we, we just, we, we stammer when we go, whoa, that's a young Captain Kirk. The Twilight Zone predates television programs, originally meant as a gray area. Um, Pretty cool stuff. CBS uh, purchased a teleplay back in 1958. So I'm not even sure how many seasons it lasted, but it's still on in reruns, and it is damn entertaining. So I think it went about five, six, seven years. So let's go to Joelle in Pleasanton. Joelle? Hi, Rob. I've been listening to you for a long time, and uh, I have to say I didn't take your advice, and I'm regretting it now. I uh, have a 401k, and um, one of the ones that I invested in was U.S. real estate fund and then an international real estate fund about five years ago, and I never looked at it again, and it dropped last year about, you know, 60%, and it's gone back now. I'm, I'm at about 85% of what I contributed to the fund, and I want to know, is now the time that I should take the money out of that particular fund and move it to something else, or should I just leave it where it is? You sound fairly young. How old are you? I'm 39. Okay, you're young. Now, what what's the ticker symbol on this U.S. real estate fund? Um, It was, I, I'm not sure, it was like a T-Row price one, I believe. Okay. 
Um, and you probably ultimately bought it at a high, right? It was about five, six years ago, so okay. more than likely, yes. <laughs> what else do you own in this 401k, Joelle? Um, I have, uh, it, it's, it was listed as mid to aggressive. Um, so I, I, what else do I have? I have, um, I actually don't know all the other ones. That was the only one that I was focusing on in the most. Okay. And is the real estate fund just in in raw land, or is it in office complex? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. What you could do, Joelle, is spend a little bit of time, take a look at that statement, and call back and give me a ticker symbol. But there's okay. nothing there's nothing wrong with a real estate fund in a 401k. There's something really, really wrong and sick and twisted with real estate in an IRA. And the difference is a lot of real estate agents and a lot of people who are in the industry of real estate will say, yeah, you should put real estate in your IRA, but you shouldn't because your IRA is already tax efficient or is tax efficient, but real estate's tax efficient. So there's no reason to do that. In fact, it's a harmful thing, but professionals get greedy at times and want transactions and they hurt you because they think that what they're pitching is good advice, even though it's typically pretty crappy advice more often than not. But having real estate funds, a mutual fund from T. Rowe Price in your portfolio isn't awful. I'd say no more than 10%. So hopefully you didn't load up the truck. Hopefully you got some small cap and some mid cap and some large cap and some international. And if you got five to 10% in real estate over the next 10, 20, 30 years, you're going to be fine, Joelle. Well, I'm at 25 on one portion of it and 30% on another. So should I reduce that portion down to 5-10%? And where would you suggest putting the difference? Right now, what I like is international and small caps. Small caps have um, basically underperformed. And sometimes in this industry, Joelle, what we look at is we look at, let's say there's five categories. This is just quick. It's small, mid, large, international, and income. And sometimes you'll see income underperform the markets by 10%. So it's it's maybe 10% under a 200-day trading average. So it looks like a value to me. Whereas you can look at international and see that it's 10% over. So it's, it's, it's a little bit overextended, and I don't want to chase it with new funds. Right now, I like small cap, and I like international. Um, and I think that's probably the best thing that I could say for new funds. Without knowing your portfolio, Joel, I am not telling you to sell or scale it on the real estate. I would almost say, why don't you just throw new funds into other areas versus making a decision, a transaction? Uh, maybe, okay. you don't, maybe you don't have to fund the real estate for the next three years, if you get what I'm saying. You, I do. Thank you very much. So, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Joel. And feel free to send me the ticker symbol or call back with that if you want. So you can email me, Rob, at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Let's go to Sundar in Fremont. Hey, Rob, this is Sundar. So I have a question regarding 401k. Um, I'm already kind of putting 11% on 401k, and... Uh, I could still save like another $500 in a month, but I've been seeing like I, even though I'm saying $500, it doesn't go, my savings are not going up in my checking account. So I'm just trying to see is there any other way I can probably squeeze it in outside of 401k, like somewhere in like a stock market and pay more or like get investments out of, outside of my pocket. Why would you want to go outside the 401k? Because the 401k you should probably have multiple options. You have large cap, small cap, mid cap, internet, right? You've got options, right? That's right. So I'm already putting my most of my 401ks on international cap. Okay. Um, all of them are like 70% of them are international, and I have like 5% in my uh, bonds kind of stuff, and the remaining 20 in probably U.S. stocks. And you want to go outside of that for what reason? Um, because uh, probably uh, 401k is blocked until my retirement. So that's one of the other things which I cannot take back at our Okay. Uh, if I really need to. I think I, I grasp what you're saying, and thanks for the call. 
Um, 800-345-5639. What he's basically trying to get at is he's throwing a lot of money into the 401k, and it sounds like he's a little bit nervous that he's putting too much into quote-unquote retirement. So first things first, you want to get six months emergency cash, and you want that in cash and not in stocks. You want it in cash, and you don't want to make a lot of money off it because it's supposed to be six months emergency that you can get to in a pretty fast, easy case, two to six months. Then you want to max out the 401k. I'd prefer that you max out the 401k now with 15%, if you can, um, of your salary because it lowers your taxable income. You don't pay state taxes. You don't pay federal taxes. So when the market goes down 40%, you're break even because you haven't paid state, federal, you haven't paid taxes. And that's typically about 40%. So I would prefer that you stay in that 401k because it's, it's virgin money. It's untouched. It's clean. It's pure as snow. It's, it's snow white in the seven dwarfs. It's sweet. What's up with a woman living with seven guys in the first place? That's a bit odd. But um, ultimately, if you want to open another account because you feel like, hey, I'm getting too much money in my 401k retirement, yeah, call Fidelity and say, I'd like to open up a regular account. But I don't know. So you're not going to get the tax advantages. That bugs me a little bit. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I did not like how he said he's putting most of his money in international. Historically, people like me would say put 10 to 20% of your money in international. I'm a little bit more wild, so I'll say 20 to 40% if you have a time horizon, but I won't say most of your money. Let's go to Joe in Walnut Creek. Joe? Hey, Rob, I uh, had a question about Activision, ticker symbol ATVI. Yep. wonder what you, uh, where you see this company going. About about a month ago, you know, on the release of uh, DJ Hero. Okay. Um, and also, you know, the, the holidays coming up. Hopefully all the little kitties will be running out there asking their parents <laughs> to buy it. I think Activision Blizzard is a good story. I think it'll trade higher. Um, the cost to make video games today is a lot more than it was 10, 20 years ago. You, you know the production of them is like a movie now, right, Joe? Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit of a problem. They're getting ready to come out with a video game called Modern Warfare 2, and they just did the best publicity stunt on the planet. They released video. Inside this game, you could play a terrorist, and your job is to kill white people. Your job is to kill civilians. And they released the video of this, and of course, you know, Hillary Clinton's like, oh, that's awful, and this should never be done in a video game. And it's free publicity, and people like me, I can't wait to play a game with escapism fantasy on Modern Warfare 2, which comes out in early November. Um, they got the franchises that everyone loves. They got World of Warcraft, uh, people are addicted to. They got Guitar Hero, they got Tony Hawk, they got Doom, they got Call of Duty, they got DJ Hero, which is a new one. How is that game, by the way? haven't played it yet, but I heard it's pretty cool. Okay. Guitar Hero is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, let's take a quick look at the revenues, and let's take a look at the valuation of the company. It's really, hmm, consumer consumption of video games looks like it's down on a year-over-year basis. It's not because people are downloading games from uh, Steam and other outsources uh, sources other than going to retail. I don't think there's a lot of downside beneath 11. To me, it looks like a double bottom, and I think you can trade it to 13 pretty quickly. Um, with that said, there's some risk because the high cost and they, they, they need hits in there in the holiday season. Take a break here. I'll come back. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.